The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. what the, the Bears have done in the last hour. They signed Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker from the Buffalo Bills, former first-round pick. He's only 24. He'll be 25. Two-time Pro Bowler? Yeah, this upcoming season. Yeah, ups and downs. He's had a, a lot of good ups. There have been some downs along the way with the Bills. Um, there was a comp at one time with Erlacher. He's a long, athletic athlete. 6'5", 245. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously fits the mold for Matt Eberflus's defense. That's what he likes. Yes, he likes a, a like a Roquan's not. He was a shorter linebacker. Yes, this is still a lot of money to pay an off-ball linebacker, but not as much as you would have paid to sign Roquan. And like we've mentioned, they got Tremaine Edmonds and T.J. Edwards from the Philadelphia Eagles for basically the cost of Roquan. They got two of their starting linebackers. For basically the cost of Roquan. Plus, you figure in they're getting a second-round pick for Roquan. So two starting linebackers and a second for Roquan Smith is basically the trade. And I'm trying to see if the caller is still on hold. I think he may have hung up. Um, Here, let me go to Bob and Winfield. I think it's Bob who's got the point. Bob, you want to add to that point, don't you? Yeah, one thing to consider. um, If we'd have had Roquan for the rest of the year, game-changer that he was, or is, you know, we might be picking number nine anyway without any of the benefits. Hmm. You you may have won an, an extra game or two. Who knows? Yeah. You, you don't know. Look, Jack Sanborn has played well. I mean, I, I you know, he, he, there's no way to determine that. But Bob makes a good point. Yeah. I mean, what you did was you removed your best defensive player. Because you were in a full rebuild and you wanted to trade him for draft currency, and that obviously helped the overall long-term cause. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Anything else, Bob? I know you're a huge Bears fan. Huge Bears fan. <laughs> 74 years worth. You're a very patient Bears fan as well, Bob. <laughs> thank- oh, a lot of enjoyment yeah. over the years, especially with you, Tommy. Oh, Bob, thank you, buddy. Very <laughs> Thanks. Nice right. Thank you, Bob. By the way, you also in free agency. I think you are in, in, in this overall, maybe just the offseat. DJ Moore has to be part of this conversation. He was acquired in a trade for the number one overall selection, but he's an offseason addition. You could get to the, you know, where you need to go in a number of different ways. There'll be the draft, there's free agency, and there's trades. DJ Mars, Moore is part of the 2023 offseason acquisition plan. Yeah. And a big part of a it. A big part. Yeah. I, I, I love what they've done so far. I love what they've done. I just, I want to know what the, how they're going to improve their pass rush. I want to know what they're going to do at the other tackle position opposite of Braxton Jones. And that the, that's the part to me that is most important because you add DJ Moore to give Justin Moore to work with. 
Um, you added Chase Claypool to give Justin Moore to work with. You added Nate Davis as a guard to help secure the offensive line. Look, there's you, you, you're you're able to do two things at once, and I think Carmen, the good kid, did a nice job of talking about this earlier today. Not only are you are you putting more into that offensive huddle to build a good football team, you're taking away some of the excuses that may exist for why Justin may be able to do this or may be able to do that. Maybe that's the the wrong way to say it. What you're doing is is you're going to get a more realistic evaluation of him in 2023 if you surround him with more talent. And that way you get to the end of 2023 knowing whether or not he is your guy long term. Everyone hopes that he is. But you can't come to that conclusion if you don't give him more to work with. So you add DJ Moore, you add Nate Davis, hopefully you'll add more between now and the start of the 2023 season and it'll be a more fair judgment of who your quarterback is. Yeah. Yeah, you got a true starting guard in in Nate Davis. You've got a, a Pro Bowl linebacker in Tremaine Edmonds. You've got a leading tackler from a team that was just in the Super Bowl, um, and and not a high priced linebacker in T.J. Edwards. And you've got a, a a true number one, not a star wide receiver at least yet, but a true number one receiver. And and improving like that's that's a great start. Well, and the hope too is that Chase Claypool being in the system in the off season will be a better football player or show more in the twenty twenty three regular season than we saw in limited availability in the twenty twenty two. And Darnell season. Mooney of uh, being the number two is in his depend. Yeah. You don't have to depend on him as much. And now he's more of a threat as a number two. Even like that that those two. And, and I still hope they add. I'm not one of these yeah. guys saying we're good now, we're okay, we could attack other stuff. If, a, if another wide receiver falls to you, by all means. Same reason why I suggest also if, if, if the price is right and you feel like you've got a creative way to use him, another tight end is not a bad decision. I know, you've been In very free agency. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's just more ways to attack a defense. Two, two guys are on your mind, aren't they, really quick? Don and then Schultz from the Cowboys is still a free agent. Uh, nobody assigned him yet. And Mike Gusecki is also a guy that really didn't fit what they were trying to do in Miami so much so because, you know, the offense morphed into something different with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Uh, still a guy, I think, that can add something to an offense. He's a Not wide receiver type tight end, yes. right? Yes. He's another threatening receiver. That just happens to play a tight end position. Yeah. Which, uh, who, speaking of tight ends, tell everyone who you were oh, with this uh, weekend for celebrating uh, some St. Patrick's Day action. We had a good, uh, there was a good celebration over uh, at RPM Seafood that the Bears threw for all of their sweets. Uh, uh, supporters oh, and advertisers a, and all of Did you get a sweet now? Are you a sweet holder now? No, no. 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 Uh, some of our guys were there. Uh, Keith Williams was there. Craig Carmazon was there. Um, who else was there? Andrew Delaney was there. A lot of guys there. Uh, Sharfy was there from here now that we are your home for the Chicago Bears. It was kind of a, you know, uh, let's get together and celebrate St. Patrick's Day, but also let's celebrate the marriage of ESPN 1000 and and the Chicago Bears. Let's celebrate Ryan Poles' trade. That really wasn't part of it, but we celebrated it anyway. Uh, but just an opportunity. Toast, Brian. Wait, wait, wait. What, who did, what did you say? I said the polls. Okay. The trade no, that he, he, made. he was all in on yeah. polls. Yeah. Okay, my bad. He did uh, not. But screw so that I up. got an opportunity. I spent a lot of time first and foremost with George. Owner George was there. 
Oh, George was there? George McCaskey's been a ton of time. Trade? Was he aware that they made the trade uh, on Friday? Being funny. Yeah, he did. He was kept abreast of the situation okay. the whole time. Loved my uh, interaction with George. We get along quite well. Uh, and I got a chance to meet Cole Komet for the first time. Oh. A, what a handsome lad. Handsome. Top-notch, handsome You lad. don't really get a sense of that when he's playing football, right? Well, like, he's got a sport coat, hands, right, that's very handsome, striking. Like, like, right, I've noticed yes. that. Like, when out of, yeah. out, of, out of the facility, you could, like, sort of surprising, yes? Yes, very handsome. And his handsomeness only topped by how nice a guy he is. So I had a really good conversation with him as well about trying to draw him into the, to the family here, you know, as we are your home for the Bears. Maybe a Cole Komet show once a week. Oh, you're looking to recruit a Cole Komet. Well, that's what you try to do. So much so that I, I said to you guys, and I'll be 100% honest with you, that, you know, especially in his first year, I was kind of critical of Cole. Second round pick, I need, I, I need more production. I felt he was such a nice guy. I felt really horrible about, and it was all constructive criticism. It wasn't personal, but I felt bad about saying, hey, we need to get more from Cole early on. But I will say this as well. I've been on the record now for quite some time saying that finally you found an offensive coordinator that is using him in a manner right in which it, it highlights his ability. Did you um, offer your services to teach him how to run some routes? I maybe did get not. a little wiggle? I, I, I did not. But if he had asked me, I would have gone out there. Would have called his dad, Frank, who I, was a teammate of mine. Uh, we went down memory lane with that. And uh, we could organize that. And also saw uh, Kevin Warren. Oh, so, the new Bears president. Yes, I mean it was a it was a fabulous uh, it was a fabulous event. Yes, we had a good time. What would you say to Kevin Warren? I said, "Hey, I know you. Used to see you." Uh, <laughs> Is that what you, you pulled? Pull? No, did I you pulled that. Hey, no. I know you card. No, uh, but like uh, his first, I think his first kind of foray into the world of the NFL. He represented Chris Orich. so he was around when Chris and I were teammates. I think Chris came in ninety ninety one. So, I mean, I would see him occasionally uh, at different places and obviously understood how you know, accomplished he was. So we kind of had a quick chat. And then he was off to the Big Ten tournament to see people I'm sure that he was very familiar with. He's still, Wonderful he's guy. still presiding over that this weekend, wasn't he? I think so. I think so. I just feel like Tyler, he was still roaming around yeah, there, was, wasn't he? He was all over the place at the Big Ten tournament. And, and I think it, they showed it on... Either I can't remember if it was CBS or on the the jumbotron. It was he like takes over and leaves the Big Ten April first. I got to tell you, doesn't mean squat. What was the what day is it? It's March. What is it today? Thirteenth. Thirteenth doesn't mean squat on March eleventh. But there's a lot of good vibes that I felt coursing through my veins, and it wasn't just the Miller Light. Okay. Oh really? It wasn't. You're I only good. had one or two, um, but. <laughs> But it was just, we had, I mean, it was great. Be there, station folks, you know, supporters of the Bears, people that are, you know, people who, who sponsor suites, the owner, the new president, the tight end. We had fun. You know, uh, we're, we're both tied. You mentioned the um, your tie to, to Cole Komet that you played with his dad. Yeah. Do you remember my tie to Cole Komet? <sighs> I don't. His grandfather was my PE teacher oh, at Niles right. North High yes, School. That's right. So we both. Yes. It's weird. Yeah, that we is weird. We both have ties to the family. Yeah. His grandfather was a PE teacher at Niles North. So 
That we, it would only be natural if yes. Cole Komet would do a show well, here. I mean, listen, I, I, I think there may be some mutual interest there. So uh, hopefully we can get it done. But what a wonderful young man he you is. You saw the river turn green. First you... time I've been down there and seen it in person. Oh, really? I've been here since 89. I'd think? never seen it. The Green River. Felt like it was something I didn't uh, looked very visually cool. Yeah. And I just I'm had popping, a fear right? if I had fallen in it, would it, I would disintegrate. Well, you know our guy Dan O'Connor, who, who yes. does the great lake jumping? Absolutely. Every day, Dan, since the um, since COVID started, is a, a, like a detox. He jumps into the lake, even in the winter. And he films it every day. Does a yeah. flip into the lake. This weekend, on both Saturday and Sunday, he jumped into the river. Ooh. Yeah. With the greenness? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, okay? like, think about it. It's probably cleaner this weekend after it got dyed. I was wondering whether or not that, I mean, the dye's in there. Is there any disinfectant in there that makes it less dangerous it for you hurt. if you jump in? It couldn't hurt. It is, like, well, magnificent like, to look at, though. Well, how much would it take for you to jump in the river? How much money? Where would it be? Like, we always say, would you rather this would or that to be go to green? jail? Just anything. It, 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 the green now or... That How much money? Filthy. Yeah, of course it is. Oh yeah. Well, I'd have to consult my doctor. I'm up in age. I'm 56. Like I got to consult right, with my doctor. Talking to your doctor. How much money do you think? One Where, million dollars. No, get out of here. You would do it. You would start at a million. You wouldn't do it for less than a million. Tyler, what no, would you? I, would do it, I, I mean, what I mean, would, listen, it's not. It's yeah, not yeah. safe there either. Right. You catch a little undercurrent. You oh, may right, be right. gone. I, I, we will ensure that there's a lifeguard I with you with a, with a a raft and everything. How long do I have and, to stay in? No, you jump in, jump out, and there's uh, a ladder. That he jumped in. You go under and you come out. You pop right out. Fifty bucks. Oh, you do it for fifty? No, no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. You went from a million. I don't. To 50. I don't like. I don't feel the. I, I don't feel the urge to jump in. So I, know, have to I know be... there's no urge. That's why I'm asking how much. Meller, Tyler, what would it take for you guys? Just jump. So jump in. Jump in, jump out. You, Do you have to swim all... to the like the, the ledge on the side? Or yeah, is... you just okay. have to swim back. Oh, oh, my only prerequisite is you got to go under. You got to jump in and get under. and then. I, I don't think you have up. a choice if you're jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? Jump in and you hold your head up? Yeah, when was people... the last time you jumped into a pool and your head didn't go underwater? Some people have got the buoyness to them where they could stay above. <laughs> Who's got the buoyness like that? I don't know. I don't think that person exists. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Do we have to? What, the like, one thing that has to happen is your head has to go. What's the water. time frame? Can I can I wear a wetsuit? No, I mean, no, what, I mean, what, what are the suit, a bathing what are the suit, that's it. Yeah, bathing suit. You're, yeah, and and no shirt. And it had to be this past fr- uh, Saturday. It was cold. When, when, no, I, know, I, don't, I don't think it has to be like the coldness. It's about jumping into the. You're the just saying the, the, the water temperature. One man out there does it on a daily basis. How much would it take for you to do it on just a one-time well, basis? Well, he doesn't do the river on a daily basis. He just did so the river this time. Yeah. Like right. I couldn't believe that he did it. That's an immediate. You got to go to a shower. You got to get that dye oh, off. Yeah. Of you. You, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you got to get scrubbed. You, yeah. I'd do like ten grand. I think. That was actually the number that was floating is in my that, head. Is that with the green dye or just it. normal? Anytime. The, the dye doesn't, the doesn't in, worry me. Yeah, I think if you jumped in and jumped out I for 10 do grand. For, I'd do it for five, I think. I think five would yeah. probably would, would be okay. I, listen, there'd be some people that tell you, give me a buck, I'll do it. 
I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not that age anymore. Some people just get me drunk and yeah. I'm going. Yeah, well, you don't, don't do that when you're drunk. Don't yeah, do no. That. Don't do it anyway. Tommy in Michigan City, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tommy? What's up, guys? Uh, I was wondering, would you guys be okay with the Bears choosing Paris Johnson and then having Paris Johnson and Braxton Jones protecting Justin Fields? Sure. What's your comfortability with that? Yeah, I mean, look, if you, if you have a, a rookie and a second-year guy as your two cornerstones at tackle and, and they're good... I mean, look, like look that, Rashawn that, Slater was protecting Justin Herbert as a rookie left tackle, right? And did a fantastic job of it. I, I, mean, would, he, I would love them as building blocks. Two years ago. I mean, I hope I, the, the key is if they're good. Um, but I do have another question, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about that Georgia tight end that's like 6'8"? I saw his combine out on, what's that drill that you push the dummies, that and it's like weighted dummies pretty much? And the guy stands on top of it. He was literally pushing it like ten to fifteen yards. Just think if we can have him as a tight end who's six eight, who can also block and and catch, like that would be a deadly tight end duel. I'm not Darnell sure if you guys Washington. saw that. Yeah, I actually prefer the kid that's not available yet because he's still an underclassman. Brock Bowers, is it? Is that his name? Yeah, from Georgia. Yeah, yeah from yeah. Georgia. Yeah. That's that's the kid I would uh I'd prefer coming out of Georgia. But he's not available in this year's draft. So I don't I don't know, Tommy. Look if if you feel like like it's the kid Skaronsky from 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 Northwestern, Northwestern or it's Paris Johnson and you feel that that guy is capable of handling the right tackle spot as a rookie, I, like well, I, left or right? Well, he would. I mean, I I don't he know. Be, you, he would be right. Yeah, and you would He's keep you probably for keep Paris, Braxton, for Paris Johnson, right? And you'd keep Braxton Jones as your left but tackle. Skaronsky probably would be. Wouldn't you hope to make him a left tackle? If you drafted Skaronsky. that's I don't know where does he play now? Does he play left tackle at Northwestern? I mean, there are many people that think that automatic yeah, that he's eventually he's going to get kicked into guard. So, but isn't that strictly based on his arm length? Like if yes, the tape shows you, is. he's a good athlete. He had a lot of again. Like, what does the tape say? I'm with you. Rashawn Slater's arms, I believe, were a quarter of an inch longer, and Rashawn Slater was an all everything rookie as a tackle. So. Look, I, I'm not Tony Wise. I don't know what where these guys are going. Can't be a Tyrannosaurus Rex, though. Well, yes, but short I, arms. Got it. I get it, but we're talking, and I know every quarter of an inch works for you know is important to all men. I get all of that, but when you're talking about a wingspan, and it's that negligible, I'm okay with that. I'm going to rely more on the tape than the length of your arms. If the tape is the same as it is for, you know, with Rashawn Slater, I'll be cool with that. But isn't there, too, like a certain, like, when you're drafting in the top ten, you want those guys with those physical traits. And I I agree with you. Sometimes we get carried away. But there's also a reason why they take all these measurements, isn't there? There's no doubt. Now, Skaronsky's tape is good, and all of his physical traits, as far as athleticism, were good, except for... His arm length. The arm length. Which... The reason you need it is you need that ability to push guys around, and sometimes that can that's that's why they do it. We right? need to like, get an offensive tackle on the line. Who do we get? Anthony Munoz. Who are we calling for that? <laughs> who are we calling? Yeah, Anthony's just going to pick up the phone for us. Of course, we, we Munoz is an affable guy. Yes, he is. His who, son who, went to my high school. Who, 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 who should we call? Do we call? Do we call um, Stink? Stink was an interior yeah, guy, he was right? But still, he knows. Yeah, I mean, he it's knows alignment or alignment. Like, listen, I, there's no question, Jeff. If you can get a guy whose arms are longer than than they are short, that's that's a that's thumbs up. 
But if the kid can play, I'm not going to not play him at tackle well, because his arms are a touch too short. But isn't it coincidentally, Eberflus and the Bears signed Tremaine Edmonds today. Right. They like we it. think primarily because of the traits he brought to the table in comparison and, and, to Roquan Smith. And but he's productive. But... On the offensive line, if I'm not mistaken, they kind of believe in different traits than they do on the defensive side of the ball. So, look, can you play or can you not play? I'm not going to sit here and argue about a quarter of an inch you know, wingspan. If you can flat out play and anchor the right or left tackle, then I don't give a rat's ass how long your arms are. If, it will help. If Bryce Young can eat and drink a bunch of water before he steps on the scale... Can he do any arm stretch exercises? You can you remember, out. like the Brady Bunch when he used to hang from the jungle gym to try and get taller? It's a really old reference I just yeah, made. Yeah, I don't remember. Is that. there anything Skaronsky can do to stretch out the arms I don't to make know. them longer? Big C actually wants to compliment the Bears. This is wow. a rare day here. Wow. Big C, is this true? Do you really want to compliment the Bears? No, I guess not. Total silence. Hello? Hello? What, what are you doing? You got us on mute? I mean, are you a rookie at this? No, Matt, that's no, no, I was in the shower. You were in the shower? You were in the shower? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Well, you were in the shower, did you just say? Yeah, I thought y'all was offline, man. Y'all take too long. What's good, well, guys? What do you mean? Wait, wait. What'd you do? You you called in to you the take too long in the shower. Show, and then you were in the shower? Yeah, because y'all take too long. I thought I hung up on y'all. Hey, but check it out. Oh, y'all a pizza, right? Oh, right. What was what? Yeah, that's right. What was the bet? I he forget. said they weren't going to be able to get out of number one. Oh gosh. He said they weren't going to be able to trade. It's the easiest pizza we've ever won. Yeah. I don't want you delivering this pizza. You hey, hear so me? I'm going to deliver it to you. Huh? Hey, but check it out. Check you're it not out, delivering though. us to you. No. You're, we're going to get hey. this through legit yeah. pizza place. Yeah, you gonna get legit. Hey, Lou Belnati. Hey, but check it out though. Oh. Shit. But check it out. Don't swear uh, hey, now. Thank, Don't swear. Hey, thank gosh that Ryan Pohl is not listening to the media as a fan. When nobody's talking about going getting a high-priced linebacker. That's what I'm talking about, Pohl. And Pohl, we trust. Well, they did go out and spend some money on, on Tremaine Edmonds, like four years, yeah, 72 million. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Hey, I know. Hey, we're hey, fans of it. We're fans of it. Hey, but check this out, Water Boy. Ain't that many holes yet. The, you, hey, you forgetting the secondary was already sold up last year. So now we got the linebacker court. So now in the draft, I don't want to hear all this JSN crap. Now in the draft, you can draft defensive linemen and offensive linemen. You got you got your wide receiver court. You got you got the brown kid. So right now, they just go for the line. And then we have a team that can compete. You mean DJ Moore? Who? Who are you talking now, about? I'm talking about you forgot we got the Browns uh, wide receiver, the one that can block real good. EQ? Signed for one year. Okay. St. Brown, yeah. Uh, what, yeah, do, so, hey, yeah. Do you, do you what, now here's what I want to know. Do you, do you shampoo first or you soap up first? <laughs> all the above, Sylvie. Uh, what do you mean all the above? You got to do one first. Are you taking the soap up first or are you shampooing first? I always shampoo first. You shampoo yes. first, yeah. get, and then you I, get the lather then I, down, yes. and then you soap. Yes, then you soap. Yes. Yeah, did I use the um? Oh, what the? What you use the uh, the uh, man uh, the man uh, dog, 
the body wash. Yeah, there you, you go. Your body wash guy. Yeah. You strike me that you would use a loofah. Are you a loofah guy in the shower? No, Sylvie. Hey, I'm black, man. Ain't nobody doing all that. <laughs> Is that like I didn't I wouldn't know like what what who uses a loofah and who doesn't like as far as that is concerned but I just thought you would be a loofah guy. Are you a loofah guy? I'm not a loofah guy. No, no I'm not no, a loofah guy. Hey, that was a good one, Sylvia. That is good. That is very good. All hey, right. hey at, at the end of the day, you owe us pizza. I'm proud of yeah. I'm very proud. Oh, good. I'm sure he's glad proud. that you've seen the light now. Oh, now he's listening to himself. Okay. Uh, did he just, is he listening to us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's glad that you've seen the light now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I made the light. All right, okay, all right. He goes back to listen to himself? He's something. Big C is something. All right, the good, the bad, the dirty coming up. And more of your phone calls on the Bears. We'll recap everything that they have done. They've made some big moves. We're still waiting on the defensive line. Um, And it was a busy sports weekend as well. All that coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. The good. It's gone! Oh my God! The bad. That is so bad, that is absolutely brutal. The dirty. I'm talking about nasty. Uh, wow. So many stories are running through my head right now. Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Right, the good, the bad, the dirty, a recap of the sports weekend or anything else we experienced over the weekend. Brought to you by Finishing Chicago. And just a recapping really quick. The Bears have signed or at least agreed to a deal. The signings will happen on Wednesday. Keep uh, correcting myself. That's when the official new league year starts. They've agreed to deals. Tremont Edwards, the linebacker from the Buffalo Bills. Or Tremont, Ed, uh, Tremont Edmonds from the Buffalo Bills. TJ Edwards from the Philadelphia Eagles. Nate Davis, the guard from the Tennessee Titans. And am I forgetting one more, Waddle? Um, there's, those three are the uh, agreements from today. Yes, those are the agreements from today. And then, of course, uh, they made the big deal on Friday. I add DJ Moore to everything that is uh, talked about in the offseason. So a lot of people texting me, what do you think? I like and, it. Yeah. I think it feels to me, too, we were just talking about this a little bit at the break. Like, being young is important. It's not the ultimate but, like, right now, you don't have anyone that's older than 26 that they've kind of hitched their wagon to. Doesn't mean they won't go out and sign somebody that's 27 or 28. But it feels like they are taking the long-term approach here, which is what Ryan Poles has told us. And I'm cool with that. Be young and good. Yeah. For yeah. an extended period of time. Yes. All right. So let's go around the go- uh, around the room. One thing good, one thing bad, one thing dirty. What's your good, Waddle? You watched a lot of the uh, the WBC, didn't you? Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, no. I saw Kyle Schwarber hit the home run on Saturday on Twitter. I was out Saturday night, and then I watched the first several innings yesterday, and then it got out of hand, and I went to um, Your Honor. Okay. Good show. I think it's the highlight of the uh, the television season. It's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite so far. Well, maybe you didn't see uh, Japanese phenom Roki Sasaki, who hit a player from the Czech Republic with a 101-mile-an-hour fastball. 
And he apologized to that player, William Escala, brought him two bags filled with Japanese candy. That's how you de-escalate things. You bring him some candy. Listen, I didn't mean to hit you. I was trying to pitch inside. Ball got away from me. I hit you with a 101-mile-an-hour fastball. I'm not going to stand over you. I'm not going to taunt you. I'm going to bring you some Japanese candy tomorrow. Two bags. <laughs> two That's bags. how you do it. Not just one bag of That's candy. That's how you do it. That's you, how you, you say I'm sorry in a universal language. Yeah, like one bag would just be like, this is what anyone can do. I'm really showing you that I'm sincere with two look bags at, of look, candy. Look, look, look. Look at the size of the bags. Two giant bags of candy. Oh, well, wait a minute. Yeah. That's a satchels. That that's like a garbage bag full yes, of candy. It is. I thought you meant like one of those no. clear bags that you no. get like gummy bears. No. Full no. of. No gummy bears. No, it's, it's, it's like the shopping. The, like yes. when you go to it's not a garbage bag, but it's like um, a Walgreens bag. Yes, yeah. yes. Like when you go to Walgreens, it's filled Ooh, up. That's nice. Is um, it though if you gotta take a hundred and one mile per hour fastball? I'll take a couple of giant bags this of candy true. for a one hundred one yard. It's better than nothing. Hundred one mile an hour fastball. He could bring over a bag of ice and say, "Here, here's some ice, ice your shoulder or whatever I hit you with." Yeah, but he gave him some candy. I thought it was a good gesture. So that's my good. The gesture was a very kind and good gesture. I'm going to give a shout-out for my good to uh, local guy John Shire uh, as we veer away from football. What a calendar year for John Shire. Uh, they were in the champion. The, was it the championship game or the final, final four, four there? They yeah. lost to North Carolina. And then he was named the head coach of Duke. Um, and they got off to a really slow start. And Tyler had been telling us to play Duke lately because they were hot. Tyler made us some money this week. They won nine in a row, and then they win the ACC Tournament Championship. And now they're one of, like, a lot of people, I've played the future with Tyler, but there's a lot of pressure to take over for Coach K. And to win nine in a row going into his first NCAA tournament as head coach um, is pretty special. It was great. And so look out for the Blue Devils. And I want to give a shout out to John Shire. It's not easy, like I said, to fill the shoes of a legend, especially when you get off to a slower start than Duke is used to. But they have they've gotten healthy and they're on a roll right now. So good job, John Shire. I like your good. Winningest rookie head coach in Duke history as well. <laughs> yes, very nice. Because Coach K had a really bad rookie year, did he not? He won't I tell you remember, that, but he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't remember that either. What What do you got, uh, Meller? What's your good? So uh, my good, you know what? If you saw the beginning of the Academy Awards last night, both winners in the supporting actor and actress, Kihei Kwan, who uh, a lot of people may remember from his work in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom way back when, right? Oh, he was a child actor? Correct, yes. And he... Also starred in Goonies and then for about 30 years had a difficult time finding work just because there weren't really very many, if any, Asian American or Asian Asian roles for him. And that just goes, as I say, Asian roles. It goes to show where we were at and how far we've come in people focusing on who can and cannot be in roles. And if you saw his... Um, speech last night as he won for Best Supporting Actor in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Now, I have not seen that film, but it absolutely cleaned up last night, but it was very emotional and I thought very uplifting. So, very cool. Worth your time to check out his three-minute speech if you missed it. And then, it was followed up by Jamie Lee Curtis 
giving an outstanding speech as well. I thought they both knocked it out of the park, so it was a great moment uh, for the Academy Awards. Much better than what we were talking about last year after the Academy Awards. Well, you mean that was more polarizing, though. It's for sure. Uh, what do you got, uh, Tyler? My good is the Texas Longhorns. They won the Big 12. Everyone's been talking about the Big 12 is the best conference in all of college basketball. I wholeheartedly agree. And they destroyed the Kansas Jayhawks 76-56 to in the championship game and earned themselves a two-seed in the upcoming NCAA tournament. Excited for the tournament. I mean, that's been lost in all the football news. We've got ourselves the tournament. What tournament? This is usually what are you the, talking yeah, about. Yeah, the NCAA tournament. Oh. Basketball. Waddle. Uh, what I you filled think? out my bracket in three <laughs> minutes this morning, the that's way I do every year. It's the only way you're supposed to do think it. Think long, think wrong. Right. What well, I've got, for my bad, I have an NCAA tournament note, okay? Uh, did you realize, I'm sure you did because you're really smart, you follow things closely, uh, that UNC was the first ever number one preseason seed that ultimately went on to miss the tournament. So UNC started this year as the preseason number one in college basketball, piddled down their leg and Piddle. missed the tournament, and have, they've decided also to skip the NIT. So their season, they're done. Bad. Bad year. That is a that for the that, Tar Heels. It's very true. You should be on that Selection Sunday show. I should. That Why should? Pretty I? good. Um, my bad is going back to the WBC because they have been into the WBC. Like I've told you, I wanted to watch more of the WBC. I brought this up in the pre-show. I didn't tweet about it. I don't want to argue with people, but baseball always says we wish our our stars were more well known. We wish more people and younger people cared more about baseball. Well, how about baseball learns how to market baseball? They have one of the best lineups for Team USA. It's one star after another. It's Trout. It's Arenado. It's Schwarber. It's Tim Anderson who drove in an early run. It's one good player after another. So they're like, hey, it's Sunday. Let's put our game on at 10 o'clock on the East Coast, 9 o'clock in the Midwest. What the hell is that? We're playing Mexico. Let's, let's bury it where no one can watch us. It's a perfect time for the youth of America to watch the stars of the United States. But you know what? They're all in bed. They ended up getting their ass kicked, so it didn't really matter. But still, you have that's a perfect time for a game to start at 6 o'clock on a Sunday to watch all the great stars of Team USA bas- baseball. Why would it? Like, as bad as every all-star game is, think about it. All we do is complain about all-star games. The NBA all-star game just sucked. The pro ball, they don't know what the hell to do with it. So here we have an American true all-star team playing Mexico a day after Kyle Schwarber just hit this big three-run homer. And what do you do? You bury it at 9 o'clock at night central time. Why wouldn't you when you have all these guys trying their best? Put that thing on in prime time and let baseball fans consume it because baseball doesn't know how to market baseball. Shame on them. And it's bad. Did you read also that uh, I, I read the article and, and D-Row was talking about how... Well, this is my bad, what you're about okay. to say. Well, then right? I'll, I think, did you say? Yeah, this is the problem. And it's a good thing they went to bed, Sylvie, because they would have seen Mexico smash the U.S. Because no matter how good your lineup is, if you're trotting out Nick Martinez to as your starting yeah. pitcher, and then you're following it up with Kendall Graveman, Brady Singer... 
Adam Adovino, when guys like Scherzer, Verlander, DeGrom, and a litany of other aces who could pitch but are choosing not to. And I understand they're making lots of money. And if it was my ace, Dylan Cease, who's choosing not to play for the WBC, I understand it. But this is where there is a bit of a disconnect, and this is why the World Baseball Classic, while still fun, and I watched a lot of it, though, it's still an issue when that's what you have going on, the difference in the awesome lineup versus the no-name pitchers. Yeah, and, and look, that's that's a different uh, strategy thing. Um, but uh, like my whole thing is whether or not they have the right amount of pitching. Put but at least you have that lineup there, put it on a better time. Whether that's an MLB thing or whether it's a Fox thing, whatever it is, Team USA should not be playing at nine o'clock at night in the US when the game's in the US. Look, if you're playing overseas and it's a just a, a time zone thing, but that game should be starting at six o'clock in the evening. What do you got, uh, what do you got uh, Tyler? My bad is ESPN oh, you Syracuse. I did. We should, we should, <laughs> that a, we should put uh, an Abdallah pie in the face. <laughs> Rule. Go in place. Um, for my bad, I'm going to go with uh, ESPN Syracuse. I don't know if you guys saw this story from over yeah. the weekend, but Brent Axe, who is a radio host out at ESPN Syracuse, was fired because he was too critical of Syracuse University and their athletics programs, which have been terrible over the last couple of years. Also worth noting that one of the executives of uh, Galaxy Media out there that owns ESPN Syracuse um, announced over the weekend that Jim Beheim is going to be a part of the Galaxy and ESPN Syracuse mix. He's going to be maybe even doing a show out there. And Jim Beheim is a part owner of Galaxy oh Media as goodness. well. So he is taking names on the way out as well. That's Was this guy a popular guy? Yes, he is like the voice of Syracuse fans. So like they were terrible. They, so they what, have what, been terrible. This guy is what's... He's a realist, is really what he is. So how could the... And, and then there was an article that came out criticizing all of this. And, and Ed Levine's the guy who's quoted in the article. He's the one that, that's in charge there. And he says that, so this guy, Brent Axe, he also works at the local paper. And he says, that local paper has an agenda, We and uh, he brings the agenda over here. I don't know what the agenda is, but they have an agenda. And then he goes on to say, we don't have any agenda. We have a business partnership with Syracuse University. Mm. That's exactly what an agenda is. Mm. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. What do you got, uh, Wada? What's your dirty? My dirty is Meller just pointed this out to me. <clears throat> the concept or the potential thought that Sam Darnold may be under center for the 49ers for the NFC title game in 2023. The 49ers just agreed to a one-year deal with him. And usually when they get their hands on guys, those guys turn out to be decent players or better players with 49er uniforms sure. on versus where they came from. Oh, Can you imagine Sam Darnold with a 49er uniform on under center leading the 49ers against somebody in the yeah. NFC title game? He'll make some magic with him. I'm just saying that's just a dirty thought. The, the thought went through my brain. Oh, no, he's going to do it again. He's going to put someone else under center and just find a way in deep into the playoffs. Yes, he will. That is dirty. My dirty is, do you know who Reggie Drummer is? Any idea who Reggie Drummer is? You shouldn't know who Reggie Drummer is. You shouldn't ever know who Reggie Drummer is. Uh-oh. Reggie Drummer was the umpire in this oh. college baseball game that went viral over the weekend. It was the Saturday game between New Orleans and Mississippi Valley State. You probably saw it on Twitter if you didn't Google it. Because 
on a strike two call that was a borderline pitch, the batter got really pissed where they called strike two call, turned around, didn't like the call, sort of showed up the umpire a little bit. Reggie Drummer was the umpire. Reggie Drummer then got it in his brain, no matter what the pitch was going to be, he was going to call the next one strike three. And sure enough, the next call was a ball by a mile long, and he rung him up for strike three. He has since been suspended indefinitely. He should be fired from his job. He should never be allowed to be umpiring again. Completely dirty. This is the most egregious act by a a plate umpire I think I've ever seen. No matter how badly you get shown up, you should never do that as an umpire. You should not be suspended. You should be fired and not allowed to be an umpire ever again. What do you guys got? Speaking of people who should be fired from their job, how about Greg Berhalter, the U.S. men's national team's coach? They have released their findings in regards to their investigation, which was a result of the whole issue with Claudio Reyna, who is Gio Reyna's father. Oh, yeah. And all the issues that the U.S. had during the last World Cup. They have said that they have not found anything regarding actual bullying or inappropriate behavior by Burholter, so he will remain in contention. You hate him. As the U.S. men's national team looks for their next coach, who could still be a Burhalter. How about let's just cut ties with the man who has, in my opinion, underachieved. And he still has these accusations going on yeah, as well. true. Let's move on. I mean, there's enough there to just move on. And then wrap us up here. My dirty is Kansas getting the third overall one seat as opposed to the second. And it's significant because instead of playing their regional in Kansas City, which would have drawn a huge Jayhawk crowd, they are now going to Vegas instead. They won 20 games against the NCAA tournament field. A great team usually gets between 10 to 12. And they won 20 and are somehow not the number two overall seed. Hmm. All right, so uh, we've got that thing called the NCAA tournament. But speaking of that, I found out, thanks to the college basketball, what's the official title of the college basketball? Basketball U. Basketball U. I was listening to the uh, Basketball U show uh, yesterday, and I found out that Tyler Aki was witnessing some major teabagging. We will discuss that coming up next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Love the uh, Basketball U show. All our weekend programming is top notch. Heard a lot of it over the weekend, but I was struck by the story as I was driving around from breakfast uh, with Mason, and I heard the uh, Jim Nance story that Tyler and Shay were were discussing about some teabagging. Yeah. So J- Jim Nance has like a personal tea runner. Like this guy's job is like to get Jim Nance tea and snacks. So so he's the tea and snack guy. Yeah, but he houses these things. Like he probably had fifteen teas over the course of two games. 15 little... Like, Did you watch him? Yeah. Were you at the... Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. And he was putting it down. He he had, like, three little bags of popcorn, too, that he put down over the course. Like, he... And meanwhile... That was odd to me, because popcorn's a tough digesting... Right. yeah. And, like, you get a snack s- while you're doing a game, and, maybe, and it could get stuck. Right. You get it stuck in your teeth or, or something like that. Like, it was surprising to me. And it, next to him, like, Raph and, and Grant Hill... With a kiss! They're not, they're not eating or drinking anything, like a little water, but that's it. 
Well, Maybe well, Raph's having a, you know, a gin and tonic or something. I mean, he might, right? yeah. What struck me most, Tyler, from your story was, I don't know if it was you or Shay, like you said that Jim Nance would turn around to the tea guy, give him a nod or yep. a look, yep. and, and they would come with another tea for yes. them. They, they have like five on the ready for him right there. And like this guy is sitting there making sure it's still still warm and ready to go for okay, when uh, Jim Nance needs it. So so he's, he's referenced as the tea bagger? I, that's I think that's my that's, nickname for yeah. him. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like I thought maybe like Jim holds the cup back while he's making a call when he needs the, the tea to be stronger and somebody takes the tea bag and, 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 and drops it, a it in. Like bags, yeah. Yeah. What's the uh, sign for the tea bagger? It's just a, a, he the, goes a like, look? Like it's like throwing your righty coming <laughs> the from righty? the bullpen. Oh, see, I think it would be more like the Sam Cassell after he hits a big shot. <laughs> Can't do that from your seat. Hip, little hip Can't thrust. do that from your seat. You'd have to stand up. I thought that was great. By the way, are we doing the contest this year? Yes, I just got word. Are we doing 68 yep. teams? 68 teams, one winner. One winner. Mm-hmm. Is what I I've mean, been this told. Is, I got to share that story, too. Um, uh, so all of it coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. If you're just getting into your car, it got off to a slow start for the Bears. They have since rallied. They have made some agreements. We will tell you who the Bears are in agreement with here on day one of free agency. They did uh, agree with a pro bowler as well. But some Bears fans are arguing about whether or not they should have stayed with their old solution. So we'll get into all of that with you. If you want to talk to us, 312-332-3776.